happy International Women's Day. Hello, happy International Women's Day to you too. I am so excited we are doing this. Well, we have some really exciting things to talk about today, don't we? Yes, we do. Uh, Even though everything feels like it's slowed down over the last 12 months, it also kind of feels like I've been busier than I was pre-pandemic. But I think it's been a result of being lucky enough to spend it working and researching in this rapidly changing world. and, And that has a lot to do with it. And International Women's Day is a great time to be able to celebrate everything that's happened, both for us and for women across the world. Yeah, a a year ago, the global theme for International Women's Day was an equal world is an enabled world. And that is fantastic. But I think more than anything, 2020 proved to us that we still have a lot of work to do on both equity and equality. And in thinking about the fact that everything has changed and maybe we didn't accomplish all of what we wanted in 2020, the United Nations established this year's theme as women in leadership achieving an equal future in a COVID-19 world. That's a really great theme for this year. Incredibly fitting. Yeah, and it does make a lot of sense and feels really relevant as we approach the one-year anniversary of, of leaving our offices for the last time and wondering what comes next. The The past 12 months were a major shift from the world as we know it and to a future, you know, during, still, and after the COVID-19 pandemic. And I think a lot of us are really reconsidering the way we do everything, especially how and why we're moving around. And then especially as women, you know, what is our role in that shift and how can we use this moment to work towards that enabled world that we do want to live in? Exactly. I'm reminded of this incredible stat that I heard, you know, quite a few months ago, but it perfectly illustrates what happens when there's a lack of women involved in transportation. So let's talk about this. Women are nearly 50% more likely to be seriously or fatally injured in a car crash. And this is because cars are overwhelmingly designed by men for men. The truth is that although women make up almost half of the U.S. labor force, we represent uh, less than a quarter of the automotive workforce. And that percentage dwindles dramatically um, when we're looking at the higher ranks where we maybe fill out 18% of the workforce for executives and management. Uh, I mean, when we think about these trends and we hear that there, there is an equal representation, you know, it, we all see it, right? But when you assign these kinds of numbers and this data to it, I mean, you see it, it paints a very clear picture. And I, I don't know, lots of questions come to my mind. Yeah, women are so underrepresented at the table. And it becomes apparent when you're looking at these statistics around car crashes or other statistics around labor workforce, we definitely are living in a world that's designed by men. And we, when we end up with this one-size-fits-all approach to solving everyone's problems, no one wins. And we definitely can't have this one-size-fits-all approach when it comes to mobility. Yeah, and thinking about it, I mean, the issues are all like very chicken or egg. Is it the roads? Is it the cars? Is it the people designing them? Is it the people using them? I mean, like I said, lots of questions. But the bottom line is I think too many people get hurt or don't get what they need from their networks, you know, in in movement and moving around. And I'm referring to both the ones that 
they're using to physically get from place to place, their transportation networks, and then also the social ones that they're engaging in both professionally and personally. And I know the more, the more that, you know, I've looked into and researched it, the one thing continues to become clearer and clearer is that neither space was designed for women. And, you know, you and I aren't the first people to recognize this, but there's something really exciting about being so, you know, early in our careers and recognizing that the road ahead can look very different for us and for all of the women that follow. So, you know, it's exciting to think and, and ask the question, what do we do about this? Yeah, with both of us so heavily involved in the automotive and transportation industries, we have seen firsthand how women are totally rethinking mobility and designing and engineering some of the most innovative technologies and platforms that are driving the future of how our world moves, as well as the spaces, communities, and roads that they travel along. With more diversity at the table from the beginning, uh, I really think that mobility options will have the ability to be more equitable, more accessible, and safer because they're designed based on a variety of perspectives that will better serve everyone. Caitlin, you, you left something out, cleaner. Uh, the technologies all also need to support a resilient future and they need to be ready to stand up against the effects of climate change. You know, we're in this unique position right now to reconsider how we are using and how we are protecting our resources. You're absolutely right. From accessibility to sustainability, mobility plays such a huge role in the future of humankind. Yep, definitely. And I think it is also really important to recognize the timeline and that as much as some of these new technologies like autonomous vehicles, drone delivery systems, micro-mobility platforms, and then last mile transit services, they seem to be like they'll belong to the next generation, but they're already here they're already being tested. And there really is this race between technology and then the adoption of it. And the fact that we are already seeing what climate events look like. I mean, look what's going on in Texas. You're absolutely right. We're definitely at this intersection of technological, societal, and political movements where female leadership is on the heels of an incumbent male dominance. And that really needs to be told. Yep, and that's what brings us to why we're here today, uh, women-driven mobility. For those of you that are listening that don't know, Kristen and I have been working on a book since uh, about August that really chronicles the stories of innovation and ingenuity of women working in the mobility industry. It's called Women-Driven Mobility, and it features more than 35 case studies of projects, deployments, and products that are all female-led. The most exciting part of this book is the diversity of industry representation in the case studies. We have incredible examples of infrastructure, sustainability projects, industry-first engineering, amazing advancements in policy and legislation. And all of these pieces are allowing transportation innovation to continue at such a staggering pace. This book has been absolutely incredible to work on. Who would have thought a year ago that we would enter into a global pandemic let alone you and I would end up spending time together to write a book. <laughs> it was a, a pleasant surprise for me, definitely. And it, it really has been a privilege talking to these women, working together. It's been amazing that we were able to work with the Society of Automotive Engineers to give a voice to so many stories that had otherwise been just untold. 
One of the things I'm personally most excited about is the, the overlap between projects, how they're all a part of the same mobility fabric. And I think there's a lot of power in providing a platform for women to be recognized for their incredible contributions to society. And then again, looking at them and, and how they're all actually working together. I feel the same way. You know, we both came from non-technical backgrounds, but we're still very much a part of this industry and have had the honor of working with a lot of the women featured in this book. My career has been all about auto. I've worked in corporate communications and PR for an automaker and a tier one supplier. And I spent some time as the director of Mich Auto, which is Michigan's Automotive and Mobility Industry Association. But, you know, what really got me interested in this industry is that I grew up surrounded by car culture, which honestly isn't hard when you live in Metro Detroit. On the weekends growing up, I'd find myself at car shows or cruises, and I was always admiring the shiny cars as they go by. Today, I'm working at a PR agency called Antenna, in which I spend my days helping mobility companies from around the world elevate their companies and position themselves as leaders in the industry and in the media. Over the years, I've been able to meet and work with some amazing people, and I love that I'm finally able to add writing a book with Kristen Shaw to that list. So a little different for me, I remember when I was working in public relations, I told myself I'd never work in automotive, but I'm in Detroit, so there was really no way around it. And fast forward to my role as a social media manager at what was formerly known as Kobo Center, now known as TCF Center. And really all of this started with a DM. I asked Caitlin to do an Instagram takeover during press week at the North American International Auto Show. And we really hit it off from there. And, you know, in working on marketing and building operations of the convention center with the unique funding organization of the facility, working in tourism and hospitality, working with events and and having a curiosity of how to plan destinations for both visitors and residents, it landed me back in planning school. And in 2019, I made a career change and joined the consulting world with WSP, where I lead communications and public involvement for transportation, infrastructure, and climate resiliency projects all over the nation. I also wear a handful of other hats in the sustainability space locally, and when I put those down, I'm also a photographer. It has been quite the adventure adding remote co-author to that list. Uh, Through this past year, it's been so exciting to see how Caitlin's experience in automotive communications and strategy pairs so nicely with mine in meaningful and inclusive placemaking and community engagement. And that that combination has really been critical to our ability to write this book, which really just is a large mobility puzzle. And it's it's exciting to think about the, the comprehensive story that, that we're going to be sharing with you. Yeah, I love this. I mean, you know, if you boil it down, we're both storytellers. So it's been, you know, fun to do this project. But also, I, I really feel like, you know, based on our involvement, in the industry, it made sense for us to help tell these stories, Um, which really like, that's what I want. Let's get back to what we're actually here to talk about today. So while writing this book, Women Driven Mobility, we put a call out for people to submit stories, case studies, uh, and recommend colleagues to be featured. And I don't think we were prepared for what was going to happen next. No, I think uh, when we both signed up for this and, and answered that question of, okay, are we going to write a book during a pandemic? And we said, yes, we are. Um, we 
we weren't ready for the overwhelming response from the community that that followed. And we know that the work won't stop when the book does. And so we're really excited that this podcast is going to be able to serve as an extension of those amazing stories and the women behind them. Absolutely. Uh, During this podcast, we're going to sit down with people from across the country, maybe even internationally, and we'll use this platform to continue to build a narrative around women's roles in the mobility industry and why diversity matters when creating transportation solutions that serve everyone. Sure thing. And, And with that said, we are so excited to launch all of this incredible content it feels like uh, we've been holding on to some treasure, just kind of keeping it to ourselves. And I can't wait to share it with everybody. I think it's going to be very inspiring um, to all of the readers and to everyone that we're able to work with to, to share those stories. And we're going to continue to accept case studies and nominations to be considered for future publications and podcasts. And if you'd like to learn more, you can follow along at our website, www.womendrivenmobility.com. Thanks for taking the time to join us today and stay tuned because we're just getting started.